0: This is Talk Sport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And of course, don't forget, you can check me out on Drive all this week. I don't know why I did that, just for a bit of fun. I don't know for how much longer because, of course, we've been told that the National Grid boss wants households to prepare for rolling power cuts in January and February. From 4pm to 7pm. Obviously not a fan of drive time. (laughs) Anyway, we begin with the Premier League action, starting with Stevie Cooper's Forest, who climbed off the bottom of the Premier League after drawing with Brighton. Here's the fallout on TalkSport.
2: It's finished Brighton nil, Nottingham Forest nil. The home fans really frustrated as the full-time whistle sounded. They've just seen their team... Have 19 shots on goal. Nottingham Forest, in contrast, couldn't manage a single shot on time. I keep talking about becoming a team, and you know we've got to build connections and relationships, and not just I talk about spirit and attitude and commitment, of course, but we've also got to have tactical connection and uh, repetition and stuff like that. So, but defensively, I think we've definitely looked more of a team the last few games. So we got to. Uh, at least keep it at that level while looking to improve defending but at the same time see if we can do the same with the ball because um, you know we've got some good players and, and you do need to, to look after the ball when you get it and to um, you know to make progress in, up the pitch so um, yeah loads of work to do but thanks for pointing out you know it's uh, defensively we've we've been all right the last few games
1: away from home it's not the worst point in the world Okay, bearing in mind where Brighton are, they need to turn those draws into into results, mate. Otherwise, they will be in the bottom three for the rest of the season. Do you think they'll go down? If you wouldn't bet against it, would you, right now?
2: And I think uh, Roberto De Zerbi, as he still searches for his first win as Seagulls manager, after more than a month in charge, will be pondering how his side didn't manage to score.
1: Brighton had enough chance that first half to win that game. And they didn't take them. And that has been a familiar tale, even under Potter going back two or three seasons. Play really well, dominate the game, be the best side, come away re- with regret. Wilf Zaha sealed
3: it with a fantastic finish, a wonderful team goal. Eze starting the move through to Edouard and Zaha with the finish. Patrick Vieira will be happy with that second half performance. It's finished Crystal Palace 2, Wolves 1. I really enjoyed watching the team today. It was a really good team performance. I think uh, going 1-0 down at halftime was hard on us. But we find uh, the character to get back in the second half and, uh, and win the game, and we fully deserve that win.
2: Wolves players in their great shirts have gone over to their fans on the far side to applaud their support and the miles they've travelled as well, but they end up with nothing when they probably think after that first half performance they should come away with something.
1: They're going down. If they, you need to be out of turn. They've got Diego Costa in, Huff and Puff, not the Diego we saw five, five, six years ago at Stamford Bridge. This is going to be a, a, a massive, massive next three or four weeks before the World Cup. They've got to try and get the new manager in. They've got to try and get some sort of stability there, because they've got some really good individual players, but right now they're heading in one direction, mate. They cannot, they cannot score. It
0: comes to something where
4: our best Player, a young lad making his debut. Guides, we paid, what, 27 million for him. He didn't look interested. Costa, what's he known for? His aggressive nature. He gets in the face of, of centre halves. I've seen him help players
5: up after he's knocked them over on the ground, and then he'll help them up. And
4: Do you think
1: he's getting a bit soft started, in his old you? age, Tonka? Is that what you think? He's been yes, a bit nice?
5: Absolutely.
0: Now, ahead of Liverpool's Premier League clash with West Ham tonight, Jurgen Klopp has been speaking to the media. Understandably, of course, there was a lot of questions over his red card against City at the weekend. Here's his response when asked if the relationship with the champions had been fractured after Sunday's match.
3: I'm not sure we have to be best friends with other clubs, to be honest, but um, I don't think anybody wants to be best friends with us, to be honest. Um, never heard about that, at least. It's not completely normal competition, but um, apart from that... Again, it started here with the question and answered it, and then all the rest uh, was made of it. And I cannot—I know what I thought when I said it, and I thought I have put it all in perspective and said all um, how much I respect everything what they are doing. Um, And then, (laughs) obviously, it was still not right for some. um, But I think the most important thing I thought, as a club, as a and as a team, together with our supporters, we showed an incredible performance on. On some incredible performance.
2: You were accused directly, it appears, by Manchester City in quotes given to a newspaper of something which you, your whole life, have actually stood against, which is
3: Definitely. I don't feel, in a specific case, I don't feel hit at all. I know myself, and you cannot hit me with something which is miles away from, from my personality. If I would be like this, I would hate myself for being like this. Um, and so yeah, I was at a lot of times in my life I said things and they were a little bit open for misunderstanding I, I know that but not intentionally it just happens you say something and then later you realise oh my god that could be understood like this but this is not one of these moments it
0: was not On oh, now to the former Aston Villa manager Tim Sherwood clashing with a fan about Steven Gerrard Gerrard's no one really knows future at
4: Villa Park Steve, I think the team needs confidence and I think a result will give them that. I think you've got two games this week, um, which I think you can win. And if you do, you're looking at a different side. You know, I I, I agree with you. It's frustrating at the moment. Stevie would suggest it's frustrating as well. When you sent, when you sent those players out, there was a different feel. Just, management have got a different, you know, it's a personality of a manager. I'm afraid even if we win the next two games, we are kicking that can down the road because come two more defeats, exactly the same thing will happen because there's just not the engagement there. The fans, uh, Stephen Gerrard hasn't clicked with Villa and certainly the fans haven't clicked with Stephen Gerrard. He had a big job to to fill, really, following Dean Smith and Jack Grealish who were both big Villa fans yeah. and the engagement was massive. But Steven's come in. He's brought all his scouse friends and all that sort of entourage and whatever. And there's absolutely no engagement. You get the sort of stories that people see Stephen Gerrard out, you know, for a photo, and he declines that sort of stuff. Now, now, now that's tittle tattle, mm. but that's that's the sort of feeling that yeah. that's at the club at the moment, something's not right. My advice from the outside is that I've been there, mm. and, I, and I would just say to stick to the eleven, what you believe in. If they keep themselves fit just stick to it win yeah. or lose give them like four or five games to try and get some continuity in there and then pick up some confidence and get results but like I say I, I believe Laurel I think he's the, the correct man for the job
0: On well, now to Everton boss Super Frankie Lampard ahead of their game with Newcastle United tonight in the Premier League this was his take on whether or not managers are under more pressure than ever before Ooh, let me just look for that violin
2: see it every day. I think there's a fascination about who might get sacked next and all these things and we have to feed this media train. I listened to it on the way into work this morning, talking about managers who are working in circumstances that nobody knows, uh, difficult circumstances, pressurised job. And people are casually talking about who will be sacked next. And I think that's where we're at. And it's a bit unfortunate. I'm not trying to change the world by saying it. It's just a reality of what we're in. I'm not complaining too much. If people say you're well paid. You're in a great job. You should be proud to manage Everton Football Club. Absolutely, I am. You have to understand it. it comes with it. But sometimes the, the runaway of it, I think, is just a little bit a little bit much because as I say when you work in a job you do understand there are a lot of things on the outside that are uh, that are not seen and very easy for, for say someone in the media to, to casually comment on things when, when you don't know quite about them and I think that can run away of itself but we do choose this job at the same time
0: On now to the big one Manchester United gaffer Eric Ten Hag discussing CR7 or Cristiano Ronaldo or Chrissy, as I know him claiming Ronnie as he knows him still needs to convince him he should not be pulled off, aka substituted. Obviously, what else would it be known as?
5: I think none player is happy when he get off, and especially not Ronaldo. I understand that. Uh, if as long as it is in a quite normal way, uh, no problem with that. Uh, he has, of course, he has the convincement. He should stay on. And he should score a goal. That is why he's that that good.
4: I don't think
0: anybody deserves to win the game today, I've got to be completely honest with you, and that's the way it stood. Manchester United nil,
5: Newcastle United nil. I'm the person I'm that I'm never satisfied. I'm happy to be here, but I'm not not satisfied with where we are. But I also know uh, so I'm a little bit impatient. Huh? And I think good is not good enough. We have to do better. I think I see many things who can go better but also i see improvement i think when we keep going this process uh, and we will improve further and then results will even be better
0: now here's the former crystal palace chairman simon jordan discussing his career in football and his struggles with imposter syndrome
6: I listened to the trigger subject, which is the imposter syndrome. And I don't think that's a unique thing for lots mm. of people. I, I have been in many places and spaces in my life. And I remember standing here after selling a business for 100 million quid and addressing an audience of two or 3,000 people, thinking, why are they listening to my crap? How have I got here? You know, I come from Croydon. I come from a two up 2 bedroom house with a father <laughs> that was a printer and mother that was a beautician. Where have I got here? And what have I got to say? And even now, sometimes when I'm sitting, I'm talking to lauded and applauded people and I'm giving them one of my versions of the world, and I'm thinking, how the hell are they listening to what I'm saying? I think it's not a nat- it's not an unnatural phenomenon. Unless you've been under a lot of pressure, and pressure sometimes is all relative, and sometimes the worst pressure is the one you put on yourself, and the expectations you have of yourself. But unless you've stood in that moment, it's very difficult to relate. I've had very difficult times. When I lost Palace, I went from having assets of 100 million quid to minus 40 million quid, and everyone's saying I'm a bleeding failure. I'm walking around with an absolute feeling of self-loathing And then watching the team that I own spent 10 years trying to build, get promoted two years later or three years later thinking, these guys have done it on a whim, I gave everything for this. And then you think to yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's about fortitude, it's about resilience, but it's not just about that, because it's easy to turn around and say, oh, push your chest out and put your chin forward and go ahead and deal with the issues you've got in life, because it's not as black and white as that.
0: Back now to Tim Sherwood, former Premier League winner with Blackburn, of course. Recalling at the time Chairman Jack Walker nearly signed Zinedine Zidane that he would but didn't because, of course, he had Tim Schaaf just ruined the punchline of an knife.
4: After the 94-95 when we won the Premier League, obviously you can attract bigger players. So I remember in pre-season Christophe Dugari and uh, Zinedine Zidane come to the training ground. The players saw him there and They were speaking to Jack Walker and Robert Corr, who was our chairman, um, about joining the football club. And they were both at Bordeaux at the time, Tim, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. But it never materialised, you know. It didn't come off. And I remember it was quite embarrassing. Certainly embarrassing for me now because Jack Walker's famous quote is, "Why do you need Zidane when you've got Tim Sherwood?" Now, (laughs) listen. I mean, there's loyalty and loyalty. I'll say Like, thanks for that, Jack. But (laughs) come on, mate. I mean, I mean, he wasn't the player that he turned out to be at the time. But um, no, it would have been would have been great.
5: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: On now to the WWE legend and star of new movie Black Adam, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, with talk sports. Sam Elard giving advice to Tyson Fury and how he could make it in Hollywood. There you go. Dwayne The Rock, Johnson, Sam Allard and Tyson Fury, all in one sentence. Something I never thought would ever happen on this podcast.
1: If you smell what The Rock is cooking. You've done everything, haven't you? Whether it's WWE, now acting and stuff. Our very own Tyson Fury. Mm -hmm. We know an amazing boxer. He's done a bit of WWE himself. Maybe move into Hollywood himself. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for, for Tyson or how to nail it tyson's my boy i love tyson man i love tyson and i love that he you know of course everyone knows his story and i love that how he's overcome his own mental health challenges and things like that and he's just such an advocate so I, i nothing but love and respect for tyson um and i know he loves wwe so we had a good chat about that yeah so if he gets into hollywood yeah well call me we'll
6: make a well we'll make something
0: Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the Talks by Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on Andy Goldstein Drive. Time at 4pm today with Benty. After us at 7 o'clock, it's Around the Grounds with Adrian Durham, including reports from five Premier League clashes. There will, of course, be another one on these Andy Goldstein Talks Daily Podcasts at first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day and above all. Be safe, everyone. Be safe.
3: That was a podcast from Talksport.